0: Independent, trustworthy and dazzling. Time now for Tommy's Tribune. Monday morning where we recap Tommy's Tribune. The predictive headlines going into the weekend covering all sorts of sports. And then we see how close Tommy was to the mark. Uh, We've also got to see if we can find Greg from Gundagai. McHugh, Tommy, your mate, reckons that uh, Greg's running scared because he thinks he's got to go to lunch with Tommy for punishment. Who can blame him? (laughs) Are you still? Have you? St- did you continue the running? Good. I know that you are a bit a bit battered and bruised after your charity rugby match, but have yep. you continued the marathon running?
1: I have, I have. I am going to go for a run this afternoon, actually, Maddie. So, um, yeah, a bit sore, but you know, I am going to go for a run this so side. I did a I did a half marathon a few weeks ago, a few okay. about two Saturdays ago. I just got up, I was like, righto, let's just let's just run, let's just do a half marathon, see how I go, and yeah, it went well. All right.
0: Well, mate, I've just I've just quickly Googled it. Um and Something really funny has just come up, but I just quickly Googled it. From Sydney to Gundagai mm-hmm. is at 432.5 kilometres. Right. So I was wondering whether you might just want to, you know, chuck on the boots and...
1: Well, I could do, a, mar- I could do a marathon a day for 10 days. Marathon a
0: day to get you there.
1: For 10 days.
0: Yes. Um, just a it bit It says over. it'll take you via Wee Jasper Road, <laughs> which is fair enough. Um, okay, now Tribune, Tribune got totally lost there But 400-odd right. Ks, if, if we need to send you down to Gundagai, you're, a, you're our man So how did you go with our Tribune headlines?
1: Um, I think I went pretty well, Matty So I had a bit of racing in there, had a bit of cricket headlines in there as well um, yeah, I think I went yeah, pretty bang on here But first one, wasn't a go But the first one was Smith goes to a century um close. so i tipped after he was battling the vertigo i tipped steve smith to get a century against bangladesh he got 63 not out so across there for me um but i thought he looked good mate he had four fours one six strike rate of just under 100 um getting his hands back steve smith so i mean they all got uh, we only had four batsmen in there but apart from travis head warner got an i mean davy warner this world cup has just been unbelievable he's letting he does like to say some stuff, but he, he. more importantly, he's letting his batting do the talking. And then the bison, Mitchell Marsh, just this bloke is just an absolute hitter. Nine sixes and 17 fours at a strike rate of 134. My goodness. It's just oh, so much uh, so much depth. I think the, uh, the worry for me is the bowling. That's what I have. That, that's what I am worried about. Um, I, I think our batting can go head-to-head against anyone. But I think the bowling right now. I remember we had a caller last week who was worried about our bowling, especially if we can swing it on off, but uh, swing it uh, or not. But that's what I am worried about is the bowling. So hopefully, a freshened up um, Mitchell Stark as well. Comes back in that lineup and can prove me wrong.
0: Yep. Don't worry about the bowling. Okay. We're sweet yeah. Okay. We're sweet. Okay.
1: Uh, second headline. So much ease for impaired Trees. Now, UK. You, ca- you said you liked that headline, but then. Thank you, Alex. But then you just said, um, to make it better, <laughs> how about just Imperatriz? Yeah. And I watched the replay again this morning um, of the champion uh, sprint. It beat beat Vanas Notches, beat In Secret, beat Espiona. Is it is it the best horse in the country right now?
0: Imperatriz? Yeah. Best sprinter? Best maybe. sprinter.
1: I think definitely mm-hmm. best sprinter. Um, so that was one of one for my uh, racing headline so far. Now, the next one was... Didn't go too great with this one because I wanted it, – it was not more of I believed in it. It was more of me wanting it, wanting to happen, and it was an inevitable win. It was the champion's mile. I wanted Damon, Damon Oliver to go out on top. Um, he came fifth in the inevitable, um, But so that's a cross for me. The pride of Jenny. Did you watch that race, Matty, Pride of Jenny?
0: I didn't, So no.
1: Declan Bates, the jockey, essentially did a giant McNeil on Twilight Payment a few years ago. Just got out to a lead and just stayed there the whole race. It was a phenomenal ride from Declan Bates, the jockey.
0: Wow. Uh, Damien Oliver will have his last rides in Melbourne mm-hmm. this weekend at Caulfield. Um, so it's going to be. So he's going to finish off his career over in WA. So he's going to go back back to Perth, uh, and then he'll finish off in the yeah, in the Melbourne races this weekend. So it's going to be quite. Um, quite emotional i would say oh,
1: of course absolute legend now my last racing headline was for the champion states and you yes. were a bit you didn't like this one maddie you didn't like where the headline was going you didn't like my reasoning behind it uh, the headline was not west wind blows but it was west wind <laughs> woes now i yes. tipped west wind blows not just to not win but also not place and then you did a bit of digging and said, "Oh, Tommy, I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking there, because in every single race it had run, That's it had at least placed." And life. then I, I missed the race in live. I watched the replay this morning and again yesterday. Um, Maddie, it came one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, I came ninth. 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 Give me a tick, please, Alex. It came ninth.
0: <laughs> Come on, two dollar eighty favorite comes ninth out
1: of a field of eleven horses. Out
0: of a field of eleven. Come on. You know what it got beaten by?
1: A tissue J Mac.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um sorry, you know what it beat home? It beat home the French runner Zayrek, mm-hmm. sixty one dollars, and pinstriped, eighty one dollars. They were the two that <laughs> beat home. Come on, that's a that's just a that's a lucky day for your headline. It was a tough you, tough Melbourne Cup carnival, carbon. Tough oh, Melbourne yeah. Cup
1: carnival for a lot of punters out there, and my last one was again. I'm just on a roll here. Puff goes the magic for the dragons. I tipped them,
0: yeah. tipped
1: them not to be part of magic round. Um, I went through all those reasons last hour, so we don't need to go down that track once again. Maddie, I'll just ask you about the draw. Do you think yeah. that they're a bit overrated draws and like and really breaking them down? I think a little bit. They can be overanalyzed because you've always got to play a team. But I think it does matter in certain situations when you play a team, where you play a team, um, how that team is is coming up when you play them. But it is a bit hard to kind of analyze it, what are we, when we're still four months or four and a half months out from the start of next season.
0: It's certainly not an event, put it that way. No. You know, (laughs) it's not something you sit around going, okay, let's get – I mean, what we knew – was, in my opinion, what we needed to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's going to play first? What times? Who gets the buy Bayern Magic round? And probably when's the grand final rematch? Yep. And that's about it. About it.
1: Origin dates, stuff like that. Origin
0: dates. I mean, the the news around... See, what, what, what should have been a bigger event, the news around the three matches for State of Origin for women.
1: So good. So smart. I mean,
0: that that to me, that's the biggest thing that's popped out in 2024. We knew that they were going to Vegas and do all that kind of stuff, but the fact that they have finally got it together and, and done what everyone was hoping that they would do in State of Origin women's is go three matches. Well, it's sort of... They could have made a bigger deal around that... Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, you know, they have to release the draw. There's no doubt about that. Is it an event? Is it something that everyone sits around and sweats and watches their clock with? No. Um, it's our job to report it and sort of pick our way through it. And I think we've hit the main marks there as to who's going to play who at the key times. Yeah, and they're
1: definitely trying to eventise it. I mean, they had the press conference this morning, with Andrew Abdo, going all, in all about, you know, the details and how great the 2024 season is. It's going to be bigger, better, bolder. And whatnot, but Matty, you spoke about it a, a bit before. It's going to be fascinating to see, like the figures coming out of those, those first two game or the first game, sorry, in Vegas starting that season off. What the viewership, uh, the ratings are going to be with just Fox Sports broadcasting that match.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't know what the numbers are going to be. I I do find it interesting that it's. Um, that the National Rugby League will start its season with its first match behind a paywall. And that's nothing against Fox. They've got the right to it, and they pay a lot of money for it, and so they shouldn't. They'll do a damn good job at it. But when people start to go, okay, well, where's this first match? Mm -hmm. Where, Where do we start the season? We want to see the bells and whistles of Las Vegas. And if you don't have access to subscription TV, if you don't have access to Fox's coverage, what do you do? Sign up, if you can. That's the that's the whole point behind it. So it's a big call. It's actually a little bit bigger call than, than I think a lot of people are giving it giving credit to it at the moment because it's sort of lost in the wash of everything there. But um, that's the double header and that's the way it's gonna pan out. And look, nine will be over there and they'll be you know, they'll be doing their second match on that double header on the Sunday afternoon and they'll get big numbers on that heading into their news at six o'clock and all that kind of stuff. So very, very interesting. Nice work, Tommy. Thank you for that. one 1170 is the open line number. Pat says, I think the way that Greg exaggerates, he could run from Gundagai to Sydney in two days. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Greg. Uh, he had a crack, right? So unfortunately people like me, I went into the, I fell down the funnel. And just, you know, ended up on the slippery slope and watched Airman just go not to where it needed to go. Back after this.